0: Hi, and welcome to the Syrupcast number 61. I'm your host, Igor Bonifacic, and I'm joined by Ian Hardy. Good afternoon, everybody, or good morning, or good evening, whenever you listen to this. And Patrick O'Rourke. What's up? Not too much. Uh, Today, we're going to bring you all the latest tech news from the last week. But first, let's have a, a message from our friend, Corey Joseph. Hey, this is Corey Joseph, and you're listening to the Mobile Syrup Podcast. First, we're going to be talking about a bunch of mobile payment solutions. Uh, if you weren't in Toronto this week, you may have missed DX3. Um, we here at Mobile Syrupdin, and we got a chance to check out uh, Samsung Pay. Coincidentally, on the same morning that we were going to go see um, Samsung Pay, TD also released its new uh, mobile payment solution, which uh, if you haven't heard, uh, it's an improvement on their old one. You no longer need an NFC SIM to use it, and it works with any Android phone. Uh, 4.4 and above. Uh, So, Ian, you were there with me at the uh, hands-on with the Samsung Pay. What did you think? Uh, I
1: think that Samsung Pay... Oh, let's talk about mobile payments for a second. Yeah. I've been a big fan of mobile payments specifically because I am really disorganized, Mm -hmm. uh, crazily disorganized, and I don't like carrying cash, and I don't like... Giving or having having receipts, mm-hmm. it's it's frustrating to me because I'm I'm not organized and my wife will tell you that exact same thing. Plus, my accountant will tell you that same exact <laughs> same thing. So, with with any type of mobile payments, what I really like about it is the convenience of it, mm-hmm. um, because my smartphone is always with me, as I'm sure it is with you guys and mostly like our listeners as well. Mm-hmm. I think the the promise of mobile payments is is big. Mm-hmm. And it's been big for a number of years, I think, with the entrance of um, Samsung Pay coming, Apple Pay being here for a few months now, um, all the other services like Interact has a mobile payment perspective, um, TD, as you said, has as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's becoming more familiar. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of how, how educated people can get on the ease of use mm-hmm. and how... Um, how influential it can be in their life so I like mobile payments mm-hmm. um, and I
2: think it has promise mm-hmm. I long for a future where I no longer need to carry a wallet around and I can just use my phone for pretty much everything like mm-hmm. that, that's my that's what I sort of see the promise of mobile payments is like I, I'm like you I don't like carrying cash around I pay for everything with debit mm-hmm. and if I don't have to have that debit card on me and I can just pay for everything <clears> through like the simple simple swipe of a phone or a smartwatch, that that's like the perfect situation for me
1: I think, I, I think another great example where, where I found a lot of convenience, because we, we write about all the on-demand services like Uber or Feast or Ritual, mm-hmm. where you, you can simply order food, a car, uh, whatever, you, whatever you want, and <clears throat> you don't even need to touch cash. Mm-hmm. There is no physical transaction of a card or paper between mm-hmm. you and the merchant. Which I think is an amazing step forward mm-hmm. for it. So with with the with what Samsung demoed at DX3, and for those who are unfamiliar with DX3, it's a it's a conference in Toronto that happens every year over two days, and it's really about new new media and retail and marketing within the the Canadian marketplace. Uh, and they demoed Samsung Pay there, um, and it was a really quick demo. It's going to come to Canada later this year, probably in the spring. Uh, so. It was it was easy. One of the, excuse me. One of the great things that I found <laughs> is that there is no limit except the limit that you have on your card. So right. maybe maybe you can speak about that as well.
0: Yeah. So it's the same with Apple Pay. Um, basically, the banks. Um, well, in Apple Pay's uh, instance, yeah. it's American Express. Express. Yeah. Um, because of the tokenization process that uh, Apple Pay uses, it, it creates a random set of like a substitute. Uh, with a random set of numbers that kind of represents your credit card information, the banks basically believe that's pretty good from a kind of a anti-fraud and, uh, and privacy standpoint. So they're they're comfortable with um, just letting you use the limit of your card. Um, similarly, with Samsung Pay, it uses very it uses the same kind of security. Uh, Safeguards. It also, you know, Samsung made a. We got a chance to talk to Kim Price, um, who is a VP at Samsung Canada, uh, and he also pointed out there's also the platform also uses their Knox platform, uh, Samsung's Knox platform. Excuse me. So, um, in any case, um, you know, there was a reader who pointed out that he thought it was absurd that uh, we'll ever be able to tap more than a hundred dollars. But the truth is. Uh, when you it's properly secured on a phone, your credit card is actually more secure than it is when you're just carrying it around. Because uh, of the tokenization. The tokenization, and the fact that you also have to use your uh, fingerprint to authorize a payment, right? Right. So um, a signature can be fours. Obviously, you know, if you watch enough spy movies, you know that fingerprints can be like spoofed as yeah. well, but it's much more difficult than a signature. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, those things kind of help make the platform a lot more... It's not just more secure, it's also more convenient. Um, also, we mentioned the uh, TD uh, update rolled out. Uh, I should point out, a lot of readers pointed out that they were having trouble using it. Uh, it seems TD hasn't had the best rollout, um, which is unfortunate um, because obviously, you know, we can tell from just the comments in our in, on that article specifically, there's this groundswell of people who want to use... Mobile payments to pay for things. They really want to use this cool technology. Um, so hopefully, you know, TD gets its act sorted out. Uh, RBC is obviously supported, had a similar implementation for a number of months, as some readers pointed out to me. Um, so hopefully, we see these banks uh, finally come to terms. Um, you, in our show notes, wanted to point out SureTap. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Would ha- okay. So uh, t- yeah, so SureTap. Um, they, uh, Ian, uh, so they um, they got rid of prepaid MasterCards, um, which was, I think, yeah, a big
1: step. Mm-hmm. Because is it, then,
2: is that something that people used a lot though? With yeah. TrueTap, is prepaid.
1: I don't, I don't think people use it. I think at the time it was a, a good uh, partnership for them to to see the potential adoption of it yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but prepaid cards in general I don't, I don't know how many people actually use a prepaid card then to have the adoption with Rogers and you have to have a SIM yeah. and a lot of other stuff yeah I think there's just too many steps mm-hmm. so with what happened this week with TD and potentially later with Apple Pay or with Samsung Pay I think it all comes down to ease of use mm-hmm. and how easy it is for the the person looking to pay for things to use a service, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So with with SureTap, and they're going through a whole... Uh, well, they just went through a whole rebranding, restructuring, and then uh, the next phase is, as you saw today in a press release, it's, it's about how to add loyalty to their programs. Um, so they're going down a different path of how to, I think, make their service um, kind of stay alive
0: in this change. Viable, yeah. I think yeah. they've, you know, obviously... CIBC and Rogers before the uh, SureTaps was spun off as its own company they invested a significant amount it was 60 million I believe yep. you told me yeah a 60 million that's the bare minimum at this point I should mention you know, they haven't given us an updated numbers and that was a couple of years ago that they yeah. said 60 million so you know these SureTap's investors have been put so much into this company and have seen so few returns out would think yeah, but, but yeah. At, at, at the time that was launched I remember yeah. that
1: because um, the CRBC exec, I I forget his name by now, Mm -hmm. but nothing else existed in Canada at that point. Mm -hmm. There was no other payment system. So that was the only thing Mm -hmm. leading the charge. Mm -hmm. And to see where it is today, to see like Samsung coming up and Apple obviously already in play, Mm -hmm. TD going their own route, it just seems like it was like the forgotten child in the corner, uh, which is unfortunate because they had such an opportunity to do it and do it well. But there were just too many, there were too many steps.
2: With with Samsung Pay, there's still like, there's still some unknowns though, right? Like we don't know if they've, I'm assuming that they have forged partnerships with the credit card companies, but they, they're not ready to talk about that yet.
0: Yeah, so I mean, the executives Ian and I talked to, they were pretty quiet about that. You know, they gave us the blank statement that banks were really excited to work with them on that. Um, Again, there seems to be this reticence with banks, you know, especially in Canada, they really don't want to give up this ground to American tech companies, or South Korean in this case, but... It's, it's, tech- a, it's
2: the same, sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to cut you off, it's the same yeah. thing with Apple Pay, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So,
1: so does that mean it's easier for companies, uh, the Canadian banks, to work
0: with Iraq? Well, so Iraq is kind of, you know, its own separate thing where it, it's a kind of an association that was created by the banks in Canada. So obviously they would prefer to work with Interact because they have a vested interest in that company. Um, we're going to have to see how it shakes out. I mean, I, the one thing I will point out about Samsung Pay is that, and we don't know if this is coming, this will be a feature of the of the platform in Canada, but it doesn't charge a transaction fee to merchants. So um, that's at least in the US. And I spoke to a Samsung uh, representative over email and they said they're not really ready to talk about that in terms of Canada yet. But that's kind of interesting in that that may be something that helps um, the platform jump ahead of Apple Pay in Canada uh, because merchants are like, hey, like, I don't need to pay extra to use this. I just let people use it. That's all these, you know, part of the reason you no know, merchants want to accept AMAX is because it costs more right, right um and the other thing you know it's interesting from my perspective because um if you know anything about a company like square they make their own card reader uh, but for a long time the issue investors had with that company was that there's so little the revenue margins on transactions like this are so small that it, it there's a question of whether it even makes sense to charge them so samsung Maybe wisely was just like, "Hey, we don't. This is not going to affect our business, our bottom line in any significant way. Uh, so let's just forget about charging transaction fees and get this platform out everywhere. Especially in Canada, Square's yeah. kind of
2: the opposite, though. Isn't yeah. it? Don't they give the reader to merchants for, for free, for free yeah. and then charge a transaction yeah. fee? So mm-hmm. they've sort of adopted a, diff- a different approach. Two point seven five percent of every transaction. That, that's mm-hmm. a lot. It would add up, especially yeah. if it's cool. a small merchant. Yeah. 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 If, yeah
1: if, you, if you have a small business, let's say your coffee is like a buck. Yeah, Like 2.75 uh, cents mm-hmm. is directly on a square mm-hmm. Wow, or whatever visa, award, whatever it is. But, but as a small business, mm-hmm. you need every cent possible mm-hmm. just to continue to grow, right? Mm-hmm. But what Samsung does, and we saw this with the Gear VR stuff, um, is that they're, especially with the Gear VR for the Galaxy S7, is that they're giving the Gear VR for free, to increase adoption and branding mm-hmm. uh, of virtual reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe
0: they might do the transaction for free just to get the adoption up. Well, exactly, right. And the cool thing about Samsung Pay, um, you know, Samsung bought this company called Loop Pay so that they could make the uh, their phones work with old, uh, they call it MST, so uh, magnetic stripe readers. Um And some readers were asking me if you have to sign for it. No, you don't actually. It works just like uh, Apple Pay where you just tap, but it gives it um, so much more compatibility with a wide range of uh, of point-of-sale systems. Uh, So that's another way that Samsung's trying to get their platform to as many um, merchants as possible is that it works with almost, I think 90% is what they said, of current point-of-sale systems out in the world. So that's... That's way more than the NFC terminals that Apple Pay requires. Right. Right. Uh, so uh, I think moving on, this next biggest piece of news uh, this week was the Wind and uh, the or Wind Mobile acquisition by Shaw was approved uh, by both Industry Canada and uh, the Competition Bureau. Uh, so Ian, you've been covering this space for far longer than Patrick and I, uh, and you've seen uh, you know, you saw when, when first came into it. So I think you're kind I of was there, you were there. Uh, so I was you, there in 2008 when they started yeah. the, uh,
1: the, the auction, which was fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 2010 when they launched, I was downtown, it was freezing day, mm-hmm. like so cold. Um, and there was a crowd outside at Queens Key to, to see them open their first store And, Tony Lacavera was there, Ken Campbell at the time was a CEO, Mm -hmm. Um, and at that time, WinMobile was, they were coming out like guns blazing, like we're going to change wireless in Canada. And essentially, looking back on that time to now, Mm -hmm. they, I'm not too sure if they really changed what they wanted to in wireless, Mm -hmm. but you take WinMobile compared to Mobilicity. You compared to Public Mobile, mm-hmm. they they went w- way longer than those guys did mm-hmm. um, from a from a consumer standpoint. I think I think the perception of Wind Mobile um, through the years has stayed to be a value brand, mm-hmm. um, and I think that will probably change in the mm-hmm. coming year as as Shaw gets deeper with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we might even see a name change from win mobile to Shaw mm-hmm. Shaw Mobile Shaw, there you go. Shaw Mobile it should register that domain everybody <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah so yeah I think I think the next year will be very telling about what's going to happen to to win to win customers specifically their rate plans because I think their rate plans will increase mm-hmm. uh, especially when they roll out LTE mm-hmm. it should be uh, I'm hearing back to school time mm-hmm. for the first foray in uh in, in Ontario, uh, but they're
0: saying early 2017. Uh, say so, can I ask you, when you, you know, take me back to that December day, what did, where did you think that brand was gonna go? Like, let's say 10 years from that point, what did you see it becoming?
1: Well, I remember inter- interviewing Tony, uh, one of the first interviews that he did, and he said, we're gonna," He goes, you know, bro, we're going we're gonna to talk, we're going to do some stuff, we're really going to change wireless in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to offer unlimited plans, no, no contracts, and that generally didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. They wanted 1.3 million subscribers within three years, mm-hmm. didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. They have about 940,000 subscribers in five years, mm-hmm. so it's, it's a tough battle. Uh, and, and the reason why it's so tough is because their rate plans were so low, they had no contracts, people tried them out, the network didn't live up to the expectations, yep. you couldn't get calls in your basement, so they went back to the big three, mm-hmm. right? Or one of the big three's flanker brands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they, I think Wind has great intentions and I think Wind will continue to do well, especially now with a partnership with Shaw with all their media assets. Um, and how, however, they bundle that in, mm-hmm. um, but they do need um, to grow into Quebec. Mm-hmm. I think that's a missing market for for Winshaw, because Quebec is a whole new, whole new ball ball game of calm competition. The, the coverage has
2: improved too, right? Over the yep. years, like it started off in a very small GTA centric right. sort of area, mm-hmm. and now right. it's expanded a bit. Yep,
1: and they just did some improvements in in Vancouver. They're doing oh, more yeah. in Cal Calgary, mm-hmm. and they're just traveling. East from the West end.
0: I also think, you know, being able to legitimately sell the iPhone, not that they weren't selling it legitimately, but actually new iPhones that they'll be able to sell will be a huge boot. I I imagine once if it comes there. Yeah. But I imagine if that's something they're able to do, that was obviously, you know, if you wanted an iPhone, you had to jump through a lot of hoops to get it to work on wind.
1: Yeah. yeah, At the time it didn't work, but then uh, a specific iPhone model came out. We had to get a specific model number to work on wind. Yeah. Um, but that certainly helped them increase their subscribers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at one point it was like 30% of I, uh, devices were an iPhone on, on Win Mobile. Yeah.
0: Which is which is a, a huge amount. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we'll have to see how obviously this pans out. But I think in some sense, would you say it's fair to say it's kind of an end of an era here in wireless in Canada? Or, or a turning point, at least. It's certainly a turning point. Yeah. You know, I spoke with Tony the other day and he
1: said... Um, it was it was a long haul, you know. It's, win, win has been through more challenges than probably any carrier in Canada, mm-hmm. with getting approvals, going to um, the court several times from the big three, just coming down to them wanting to stop their business. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really unprecedented the amount of um, turmoil and roller coaster ride that that carrier had. Mm-hmm. It was all about competition mm-hmm. because. No one well, Rogers Bell Telus didn't want anyone peeing on their, on their ter- territory, so I, I I think the next phase I and mean, it all comes down to, to how the companies all the carriers will market to a new audience because smartphone penetration in Canada I think it's about eighty some odd percent eighty three percent. So how, how are you going to get new customers? How are you going to market to them? Mm-hmm. Right. How are you going to bundle in all of your services? I think that's that that's the next that's the next playing field for for these carriers. Is is it is it the Spotify stuff? Is it movies? Is it bundling in your your home phone, which no one uses anymore? What's a home phone? What is a home? Tell, phone? Tell me room? what a home phone is. It's, it's one of those things that has a circular oh, dial. All those. Okay.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I will say just on closing on the win acquisition, obviously their short shareholders are so happy because uh, it was, I mean, they bought that, uh, Shaw bought that company for way more than it was worth, I think. So, you think
1: so? $1.6 billion? Yeah. To get a full
0: spectrum, a well, partial spectrum across Canada? I mean, but there's, like... And as well, 900,000 subscribers, right? Yeah. Um, I think that was as probably as good as it was going to get as an exit for wind, So, And especially, you know, for Tony and his and his, uh, his co-worker, or his colleagues, excuse me. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but moving on, you got a chance to see the future of robotics, AI. Oh, Pepper. Pepper, yes. Tell us about, tell us how Pepper moves. Pepper moves like Jagger. So what do you mean when? you okay, say, so at, so tell me about at it, yeah.
1: DX3. Uh, this is the future. Carriers should bundle robots into their into their plans. That's what that's what the future is. Robots with VR, creepy robots that make you feel uncomfortable and very comfortable at the end. Oh yeah, that's true. I <laughs> so no, yeah, um, the at, at DX3 there was Pepper the robot on display, and um, if you're unfamiliar with Pepper. Pepper is a humanoid robot and what a humanoid is, is a, a basically a robot that looks like a human. So you can check out the video on mobile syrup, it was really exciting. Uh, when I walked into the room where Pepper was, I also saw two other Peppers apart from the main Pepper. So it was like a family of Peppers um, and and you walk in and I saw Pepper and I go, what the what what is this thing because mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of uncomfortable when you first meet and now I'm on a first name basis with Pepper.
0: I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today.
2: even more odd? Yeah, Pepper tweeted one of our readers, too. I don't know if you saw this. I posted the last I night did. in Slack. Yeah. What happened? Uh, one of the one of the readers responded to the story and our our story on mobile serve and said that uh, this thing is creepy. And then True. Pepper responded with a sad face. Like on, Pepper the robot. Pepper from the, the robot. Account? Pepper's yes. official Twitter account responded with a sad face. And then the person realizing that this robot has has real virtual feelings, right? Um, said that they'll be friends one day. It's okay.
1: But that is the 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 uncomfortable and comfortableness of pepper Mm -hmm, because it's not real, but because it looks real like with eyes and a round face and a body with hands that are moving um, and it's plastic and it's technology and it's basically a big computer that someone created and programmed uh, because it it interacts with you in a certain level. You become awkwardly comfortable (laughs) with this robot mm-hmm. like by the end of it after I said hey Pepper dance he's waving his arms all around dancing and moving um, and I gave a little nudge on the chin like, thinking it's like a buddy of mine but <laughs> but in, inside Pepper is all this technology and sensors and cameras and, and the person who controls Pepper can actually program Pepper to do different things and what Pepper's main purpose is to be a a, comp- a companion to you, mm-hmm. which, which I I probably cannot see in my home, mm-hmm. but where I do think that there's there's value, is from an educational standpoint. Let's say my son is having trouble reading, and he doesn't want to read with me because, Daddy, whatever, then mm-hmm. um, he punches me in the stomach. I love you. <laughs> uh, I could put Elliot, my boy, in front of Pepper, and Pepper can have a conversation with him, saying. This is how you read a book. This is how you say letter A for alphabet and B for bottle and A for apple, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, also, what what Pepper's bosses, I guess you call them? Her bosses. Her bosses. <laughs> or it's, it, it, its bosses. What they're doing in North America and what they're also doing in Japan mm-hmm. is that they're using Pepper from a business standpoint to interact with customers. Mm-hmm. And every time someone interacts with Pepper, all that data that's being transferred from how you move how you talk your body language it's all being stored within pepper mm-hmm. which is a
2: crazy scary scary place to be so so pepper what you're telling me is pepper is kind of like a a robot rewards card in a way and in, in that, that context. becomes your friend yeah that becomes your friend <laughs> and but it'll still, be there when you wake up but still tracking everything that you yeah. do yeah, in a nice way i, I like this future but
1: as, as we wrote in the story, it's it's, it's, a, it's a marketer's dream to get all that information. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you take your stuff aside from that, you know, Ego, you you're big in security. There's a, a lot of security stuff in there that can be perceived as really invasive mm-hmm. without accepting to the terms and conditions of Pepper, which I never did.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean,. If I can just talk at it from a slightly different angle, I think, you know, keeping the mind in context where Pepper was created, obviously you mentioned in the article SoftBank, which is a Japanese company. Um, Japan, uh, when you said the kind of as a personal assistant to the elderly or just people in general, um, the thing I thought in Japan, like on Ontario, which makes Ontario and Canada specifically like a really good place to launch this device or this robot, um, is that they have these really aging populations. So having a robot that helps the elderly um, makes, I guess for them, uh, it kind of hits this like market need in a lot of sense, right? Um, so that's, uh, and the kind of listening to the video that you, uh, um, that you recorded, um, just the tone of uh, Pepper's voice really struck me because when I visited Japan, that's the kind of voice that every sales representative uses. Really? Is that very, like,
2: high-pitched? So, um, so that's intentional then? Or it's is like they, they copied that well, purpose, that intonation?
0: Well, it's just, it's a cultural thing, right? right. Like, uh, so um, they, made, they made a product that makes sense in the Japanese market, right? Um, and they did, you know, they thought uh, they translated it to the North American market. All right. So do you you think the North American market will be like Donald Trump?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Or like the Canadian one, like
0: Celine Dion? Um, (laughs) I mean, we'll see, right? Um, um, Obviously, I think this is like the first... This is like... (laughs) As I was going to say, this is like version one. So we'll see. Like, I think there's obviously a lot like did you feel like that was a very complete and comprehensive product this is like version 3 of Pepper okay version 3 excuse yeah. me yeah yeah so okay so
1: they're they're trying to sell it into retail stores like uh, mm-hmm. well in Canada it's the Hudson's Bay or in the yeah. States wherever it's going to be because what they want Pepper to do is like let's say you go into Walmart mm-hmm. nothing's going to happen not that the greeters are going to go away yeah but let's say you go into Walmart instead of seeing one of the greeters it'd be Pepper mm-hmm. and Pepper will give you directions of where you're
0: clothes are where your tomato sauce is or where your mm-hmm. tires are inside a Walmart and that makes a lot of sense right because I think you know if you read a lot of economic theory like we've kind of really delayed the autumn automiz- of a lot of jobs and right. now we're finally going to see it I mean pepper is this is going to be a huge kind of like social issue is like there's going to be a lot of jobs that are just going to be replaced by robots like yeah. pepper right um so um, but SoftBank so, so is also using it within yeah. their
1: stores in, yeah. in Japan. So you never know. There might be some some stores, some retailers and carriers that mm-hmm. might just put Pepper in. Did, did they talk
2: pricing at all? Like how much? They you did were, not. No. I, but I'm just like trying to fathom a price that this would cost so a retailer to buy. I,
1: I think it cost um, 3,000 over there. Like it was really priced affordably. But how they get like 3, you... 3,000 yen? Is, is like for three thousand or whatever it is for for pepper whatever the cost mm-hmm. is it's like x dollars base cost but then they charge you a monthly service fee of oh, like wow. five five hundred bucks a month or whatever so but from a retailer's perspective that's like nothing mm-hmm. to get no, all course. that data yeah. back yeah. right so anyway there, there, there's all this technology that i think is really cool it's like like pepper um which i think is fascinating uh and i think i will if mobile payments taking a long time to get here, I think Pepper will even be longer. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like a, a company that says, "Hey, this is really cool. Let's try it." Like, yeah. Ro- like Rogers always does stuff because they want to be first because mm-hmm. they want to innovate. Who knows if Rogers would do something like Pepper, maybe mm-hmm. in a unique way? Mm-hmm. But could, could put Pepper
2: at every Rogers store sure. yeah. <laughs> with VR, yeah. with the VR headset on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. perfect. That's the feature. Um,
0: so, just to, the last word on Pepper. Uh, she it he costs 198,000 yen, which is approx. It's a bit more than two thousand dollars in Canada. Well, that, that's way cheaper than I yeah. thought. Yeah. So, go,
2: Patrick. Go. I'm gonna buy like. Go s- get yourself a pepper. I'm buy six yeah. of them and just line my apartment with peppers. Very good. Um, <laughs> one, one for your cat. Yeah, one yeah. for my cat to keep your company. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so
0: to return to mobile, uh, as a uh, Ian said in one of his articles, tis the season of uh, changing uh, da- um, rate plans in Canada. We saw almost every single carrier tweak uh, some of, some, or all of their rate plans uh, in some way. Um, which do you think was kind of, which was the most noteworthy to you, Ian? I would think the most is mobilicity.
1: Mm-hmm. And the reason being is because mobilicity, as we pointed out in the article, there's slowly... Uh, you no, know, the keeping prices generally the same. Yep. they they got rid of one of their rate plans, mm-hmm. um, and now they're chipping away at what they're offering. So people are paying the same, getting less, uh, which is to me a significant indicator of Rogers preparing for to delineate the importance of mobility. Neither shift mm-hmm. people towards uh, Fido, as we've seen, they're already tra- they're already sending out text messages for people to switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also or to Chatter which is an even lower brand see Ro- Rogers for those who you unfamiliar Rogers has their, their premium service mm-hmm. on Rogers and they have Fido which is their sub sub brand they also have uh, Chatter which is their sub sub brand which is basically unlimited talk text mm-hmm. uh, and you can do pay- pay-per-use data um, and also they have Mobility um, which is they have four brands competing for um, market, share. market share and subscribers yeah. mm-hmm. so eventually um, and, and all those cost money to upkeep so how, how are you going to kind of keep people interested in all of them at the same time while well, trying to get a profit for shareholders and the average person
2: probably doesn't know that Darryl All opinion. those are owned by Rogers, right? Yeah, like, right? I even have talked to people that think Fido is like an independent carrier <laughs> of some sort. And I'm like, man, what are yeah. you talking about?
1: But, but that's the genius behind their money. Yeah, no, totally. Right? Yeah. And then Telus has uh, Kudo and Public Mobile, and Bell has Virgin. At uh, one time they had Solo, which is gone. Uh, so it's, it's fascinating to see what people are doing. But mm-hmm. in, in regards to mo- Mobility and their rate plan, um, I remember when they launched, they had six rate plans Mm-hmm. that was in 2010 I was, I was at that launch as well in Scarborough with Dave Dobbin mm-hmm. who has now since moved on uh, and they said the same thing we offered unlimited service at an affordable price which it did mm-hmm. um, and now they have three rate plans which I think tops out at uh, $45 I think it is wow. um, so uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how Mobility transitions itself especially I think they have like Sub 150000 150, mm-hmm. customers. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but what do you what what do you think about the rate right plan for you or any carrier? Um, I think in Mobilisili's case, I think their days are somewhat numbered. Is the since I get, I mean, I think we all at least you know in this space understood when Rogers purchased it wasn't necessarily to get another to add another prestigious brand to its <laughs> to its Stated portfolio. Brands. Yeah, it was to get their wa- their spectrum, right? right. Um, right. So uh, you wrote, obviously, a, it might have been last week or the week before, you know, Fido was sending text messages to Mobilicity customers asking them to switch. Right. Um, I think, slowly but surely, Rogers is kind of taking away right. the kind of things that made Mobilicity appealing to certain people, um, and...
1: Really, th- was it appealing to certain people? Well. <laughs>
0: You know, depending on their needs, right? Like right.
2: really affordable. It was one of the only places you could go for really affordable, like pay-as-you-go. Yeah. plans. So which,
1: which is even interesting because if you look at Mobley's device lineup, it's mm-hmm. like Bare. not even there. Yeah. yeah, it's like devices from twenty fourteen. Might as well not exist. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and I think I think it really speaks to. Um, so on the other article you wrote about, it was the Virgin one, right? And people were like, why would you buy, one reader in particular, I should say, was like, why would you buy a plan without data? But there are tons of people who, they'll buy an iPhone and they won't use data with it. I mean, I remember I went into a Bell store. I was I was looking at for um, bring your own device plans back, back before um, they all jacked up their price, basically got rid of the benefit, right? Um, and the salesperson there told me, like I was like, why would you get a smartphone without a data plan? And he's like, you'd be surprised. So many people just want, you know, they'll just buy that iPhone and just use the data on Wi-Fi, right?
2: Like, I know people that do that even today because they don't want to pay the yeah. additional cost of data and they're worried about overages. Which, yeah. like that that Telus thing that you you also read about the yeah. um,
1: the two dollar charge. The, yeah, the two
2: dollar yeah. charge that for enhanced capabilities it seems super bizarre to me mm-hmm. like why you would sign up for that you can set a limit even on the iPhone and, yeah. and on an Android phone it's built into the OS that you can set a limit where you get a message in your notifications that like you're hey. 50% to your data hey you're 75% to your data hey you you hit the cap. you should probably stop watching cat videos on YouTube right now because what? you're going to be paying for them so like for them to charge $2 Convenience, for us, though. Yeah, I
0: guess but I, I do well, Roger sends you these super passive aggressive messages they're like you should maybe think about upgrading your plan now. oh that's funny <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 are you talking about the warning you get from yeah the internet? warning they're like you're at 90% yeah. but maybe totally. but yeah, maybe you right, should yeah. upgrade your plan just in case you never get, so you never get in the because situation. it comes out of nowhere right yeah
2: <laughs> you're talking about home internet right yeah, yeah.
0: it's on my uh, like anytime I get to 90% on my data, oh, plan, on data they're on like account. we know you've been listening to a lot of tracks on spotify <laughs> but just so you never have to face the like uh, apocalypse that is the situation of going over your data limit, you should maybe upgrade. Although, you know, if you think of it from another perspective, using 90% of your data plan in a given month and every that's month, good. that's good. You're yeah. getting value, right? right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, can, can you talk to us a bit more about uh, this Telus one? Because it truly seems bizarre. Well, we'll tell, yeah. I think...
1: I think what Telus is doing there is that they they find, I, I, I believe they find an, an avenue not just to earn a little bit more money, which mm-hmm. is why they're in business, mm-hmm. but they're all about um, convenience mm-hmm. and if they can find a way to be more convenient to their customers. Mm-hmm. Who knows that people want the service? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or who, who knows that people don't already know that the service already exists, Or mm-hmm. they're finding a way to quickly potentially add a little bit more revenue while creating, like for them, to add the enhanced features. The enhanced features are always there. Yeah, It's just them probably flicking a button saying, ah, done, here's another way to possibly earn a little bit more money.
2: It reminds me of the days when you used to have to pay for like voicemail, like visual voicemail totally. or something on your phone. And now that's free with, I think, pretty much across the board, every, yeah. every carrier and every plan. I should
1: actually cancel the voicemail on my plan. You, you're still paying for it? Yeah. I, I never,
2: well, first of all, I never even
1: use my phone generally for talking yeah. anymore. Yeah. But I, I read this article in New York Times probably five months ago by now that um, a company in the States, I think it was City, don't don't correct me there, I could, I could be wrong, um, that the accounting department cancelled the voicemail from their cell phone plans mm-hmm. and saved like five million bucks a month. Wow. Which wow. is amazing Yeah. because it goes right back into their bottom line. But yeah. from a usability standpoint, I don't know who uses voicemail. Yeah. I use all. it all Please the time. Don't leave me a voicemail. For real? I use it
2: every time because I rarely answer my phone call because it's often people I don't want to talk but you, to. But
1: you leave people voicemail? No, I,
2: I don't leave people voicemail. But if someone's contacting me and I, I happen to miss my call or whatever because it's always on my desk and it's on silent or vibrate, mm-hmm. um, if it's someone who actually has something like important to tell me, or like a pitch no that I should pay attention to. Wow! They're going to leave me voicemail, right? Because then they actually want to contact you. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like I like to have it mm-hmm. for well, just that purpose. Yeah. But I never personally I never leave people voicemail. But I also never call anyone. I just send emails. Right. right.
0: Yeah, to return to tell us, I'm sure they had a couple, you know, math majors do the n- number crunch, and yeah, they no, just okay. saw they're like, well, this is how we get our average revenue per user up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even if it's a couple of cents. Yeah, I, and I don't know how many people are actually going to do it, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I think I think the the bottom line for them is to um, in, to be, from a customer service standpoint, is to to find it easier way to 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 help their customers do less mm-hmm. of the perceived value mm-hmm. right. uh, from a shareholder standpoint the point is to grade more money and that's another option mm-hmm. apart from just raising mm-hmm. monthly rates which would be a blow which they already did which, <laughs> which earlier
0: this which, year yeah. <laughs> um everybody raises <laughs> yeah good. yeah um but uh happily also bell um you know i got the chance to edit your article on this and i thought this was a you know great initiative they um beefing up their um, uh, accessibility devices yeah, lineup. that's, that's um, great. Uh, so do you want to talk a bit about that as well? I think uh, well, what Bell is doing mm-hmm. in,
1: uh, well, what Bell has already done mm-hmm. is they've launched a, a number of devices and every carrier has them. Mm-hmm. Every every carrier is mandated by the CRTC to have at least one accessibility device within their lineup. Mm-hmm. Majority of them are, are Doro, um, which are devices that have Big buttons, bigger screens, f- bigger fonts. So people mm-hmm. who are uh, blind or deaf or hard of hearing can, um, or just want can, a feature can, phone, or just you know, just, or just want a phone with big buttons. Yeah, they have access to it. So that's mandated by the CRTC. Mm-hmm. So what Bell has done is they've kind of elevated that mm-hmm. to make um, a dedicated site within. Um, within their, their, their network on their mm-hmm. site to um, feature uh, specific phones that are accessibility um, compatible. Uh, some of them like Samsung and iPhone and all that stuff. Uh, but it's dedicated within the site, which is a really great initiative. Um, coming later this year, probably within the next month or so, um, is a rate plan, which I think is, which will be interesting. I don't know what it involves. Yep. I don't know what it could involve. Uh, but it's it's interesting that 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 they're finding another niche to to market towards mm-hmm. especially as people get older which is which could be a good play but it's, it sounds and it feels like it it's a it's another way for them
2: to connect to a specific demographic is this something you see other carriers sort of following along with and doing the same kind of thing isn't that always the case? What happens? Yeah, well, that's yeah. True. yeah. <laughs> everyone's going to launch their own special yeah. Yeah. target yeah. demographic. But, but, but it's interesting. Why, why why do you think they would do that? Uh, I pretty much what you just said, like, to target a new, a new audience. I, I guess they see that with like, an aging population. Yeah. That's a way for them to attract more customers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I will say, just looking at the phones they highlight, a lot of them are phones that most people are buying anyway, so the iPhone 6S, the 6 Nexus, or the Galaxy, Galaxy S6 Edge, um, which I think just speaks to how much, you know, Apple and Google specifically have done to make uh, their operating systems more friendly towards people with kind of accessibility issues, uh, which I think just kind of, you know, a lot of our industries maybe. Uh, really superficial, we talk about some negative things, but this is, you know, you can say it's actually positive that these are really amazing devices that can help a person do so much more. And then when you make it so that almost anyone can use it, that's, I think, a great thing.
1: Yeah, and even going beyond the devices, Bell has this this app that they, that they mm-hmm. created, uh, which is only available to Android. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully it gets available to iOS as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just shows their commitment towards building something other than what they currently have
0: mm-hmm. so I th- overall I, th- I think that's a great, a great <laughs> initiative that they're doing mm-hmm. Okay guys, so otherwise um, you know, post-MWC hangover um, n- not as much news as the week previous, but I think we all expected that. Um, does anyone want anything to add? Any shout outs?
2: No, I, I, I can't think of anything I'm slowly recovering from overall Congress. I think a week later I've finally adjusted back to our, our, our lovely time zone. Mm-hmm. Welcome back Thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so I will say it is the 20th anniversary of Pokemon. So we're going to have uh, one uh, Mr. Slowbro count us up for the count. Take it easy, everyone. Slowpoke reggae, style.
1: Poke, 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 man. Slow, 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 your story, slow, slow. slow. Watch your story, Slowpoke. Every night, you're the one dreams of waking with the sun, but you sleep in till noon. Slowpoke. Your pink hue is your color to enter. I can see if they will How
2: Hold up! What was that?